Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, now the Warriors. Solid roster, but I'm still a bit unsure on this roster. I'm still unsure as to, you know, maybe if it was a couple years ago, I could see them push, like as in fighting for the eight. But when I see the improvement of some of these other rosters and just how far they've come, and also I I just, I still think for years to come, like at least another two or three years, we're going to see the impact of them being away for two years, the impact on the juniors, the impact on recruitment. Like I, I think people, and, and I'm included in this as well, we don't appreciate that if just one year of your salary cap, just one year gets done by juniors not coming through, having to go out to the market aggressively and then losing all those players that you went out aggressively. Because when you look at the start of COVID compared to now, the amount of the turnover that the Warriors have had has been quite substantial. I mean, even this year, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve out of their top 25, or at least top 30. That's a big, big turnover. And yes, they absolutely have their game gains, but it's an example of the impact of being away from their country for so long that it's hard to manage a salary cap. It's hard to manage a roster when you don't have the... Everyone else, like although they didn't play a lot of rugby league, still had all of their, their systems in place and you know could still... All of that kind of stuff. Whereas they were completely disconnected from their juniors whilst they were over in Australia. What do you think about the roster? And, you know, everything you just spoke about there is the on-field stuff. If you think about the start of COVID... Todd Payton was the coach. <laughs> Phil Gould was in the building. Peter O'Sullivan was in the building. All those three guys have gone to and what they're onto their third coach since then. Mm-hmm. And he's a rookie coach as well. Rookie coach, and you know, I mean, any building that loses Phil Gould, that's going to really hurt. <clears throat> Peter O'Sullivan's you know, one of the best recruitment guys ever. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in a they're in a tough spot. I, I look at this squad though, Kempi, and you read through the gains and you go, "Fuck, that's impressive." Yeah. And you look at the losses and you go, "Have they squared up?" Yeah. I, I, and as we've said with a number of teams, they're one of these sides that's at the bottom of the ladder with six other teams around them that I think are going to improve out of sight as well. But they can't all improve mm. at the end of the day. So I'm a little bit worried about the Warriors. I'm really hoping that that home ground advantage can be massive for them this year. Mm. I really hope that it can become, you know, a fortress over there. But I'm nervous. Timmy? Yeah. Firstly, um, Shout out to Maddie. He's put together this awesome booklet of every club and the the gains, the losses, the you know, broken down into positions of halves, hookers, forwards, backs. 
couple of ripping typos in here though. And oh, I'm, re- yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see how uh, how Wayne Egan goes this year. For <laughs> 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 Great job, mate. There's some rippers in here. Um, yeah, I mean, now that they're back on home soil. I, I think it's it's very much a rebuilding year for the Warriors. They and Warriors fans will be sitting there going, "Shit, we've been doing this for a few years. Yeah. Like, when's the time going to come?" Well, as we know, like it's been a really tough couple of years from they've. They've kept the game alive by moving over to Australia. We know that narrative. They're back home now. Hopefully they can get their juniors back on track. Or I said, I don't know a lot about what's happened to them in the last 18 months, two years, but just so much t- turnover in the roster. It's, it's a word I drop way too often, but it takes time to get a bit of cohesion in a squad. And with that many changes, and then you look through the team and, and it'll be a spine of potentially what chance at fullback Maybe Tamane Martin and Sean Johnson in the halves with um, Wayne Egan at nine. Like, how does that stack up against other spines in the competition? Not real well, if mm. we're being honest. Sean Johnson, you know, he's again going to be a pivotal, pivotal part of this side with his experience. How do we see SJ going this year? Well, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. My, my concern is, is like, if SJ <coughs> replicates the form of last year and he had a lot going on personally and all that mm. kind of stuff, it's a tough year for the Warriors. So it's it, and people listening may be like, well, of course, everyone starting seven if they don't play really well, it's going to be a tough year for that team. But it's more, you know, unfortunately, SJ didn't have the best year last year. So we're we're just going off that recent form. If he rolls into this year, I just don't know if they have another player that can pick up the slack enough. Yeah. Where do the points come from? Yeah. If SJ doesn't fire. With Reese Walsh gone, where I don't know where the points and who's, come from. Who's their seven there? Like these are all sixes. Like yeah. I'd say Volkman's a six. Tomato Martin's definitely a six. Metcalf, definitely a six. Walker, definitely a six. So like even depth wise, you know they lo- obviously lost Taylor. They lost Arcee. Uh, Arcee's more of a six, but even depth wise, if SJ struggles with injury, who's the seven that's going to come in and, mm. and steer the boys around? Who who do we think? Do we think it's him and Tamare round one in the halves or? Probably Tomato Martin, yeah, probably. It's interesting because like you look at a guy like Ronald Volkman, and like you would have thought he signed to play NRL because he was at the Roosters, and that mm. was the whole you know he couldn't get in front of Sam Walker. But then they go out and recruit Tomato Martin, and you're like, well, then he's going to be sitting in resies again at a club with a you know no no disrespect, but the system's not as good as mm. the Roosters at, at least at this stage. Um, is Tamare fullback, Chan Senna? Does Volkman play in the halves with SJ? I just don't know if Tamare has the running game mm. of a fullback, like the, the, the big, the big hit ups, getting through 200 metres. And I don't know if, I mean, you could make the argument that he's just going to be purely ball playing fullbacks. I mean, you look at like a Latrell, like the thing is, Latrell does have those big hit ups. He just chooses when to do them, when not to do them. Whereas a guy like Tamare Martin, he would almost just basically be purely another half on the field. I would go with Martin at six. I'd give Metcalf a shot at fullback. Okay. And then I would pick Chans and Nair Corey in the centres. I think they need to sort out that edge defence because it has been absolute fucking shambles the last two years. And if you're not going with them, you're going with young guys who are very talented. But I just think that their development has been completely skewed over the last year or two. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, th- I feel like Kossi, Valia were improving towards the end of the year defensively. Attack-wise, they're fucking pretty incredible. Uh, Pompey as well I thought like All three of their attack Is really Really good Yep um, But I agree with you Like if it If it hasn't proved Quickly enough It's got to be something That's remedied uh, Pretty quickly I, I just think If those guys are at centre 
it writes my game plan. Yeah, I know I'm going to go at the edges. Yeah. yeah, you know that's what you can do. Whereas all of a sudden, if you put, you know, Charns there, and especially um, uh, Nia Corey, who I absolutely love at centre. I love him at centre too. He, I, I look through this squad and there's a lot of talent there. Nia Corey is the best centre. It's funny. I, I spoke to Junior Paolo. I was like, fuck, like, why, why didn't you play Nia Corey at centre more? He was fucking mad there. And he was like, yeah, but then look at our bench rotation. And he's so yeah. good for our forwards in the bench rotation. So I wonder whether... Warriors see that same, you know, like situation with Nia Corey, but I, I, he's so good in the centres, bro. So good. But the one thing they do have is a stacked forward pack. The Warriors, like they, they, they've got enough. Uh, it's Im- solid. It's solid. I think they're. I, I think it's good enough to use him to solve an edge because it's fucked at the moment. And the the other mm. thing, perhaps if they do play Nia Corey at centre. Does that allow them to play Tamara at fullback? Because you mentioned his running game that probably doesn't have the or he doesn't have the yardage of the, the better fullbacks in the game. If you have Nia Corey there, you can get him taking those dirty runs off his line, yep. coming out and just and eating meters, well, eating meters, and chance. So, yeah. so that would aid having Tamara at fullback. I think if they went down that avenue, I don't know if they will, but I'm with you boys. I, I don't mind him at centre. I, I like his big boy, and like it just shores everything up. Like in regards to what you're saying, Guru, like. Just that defensive grit that you can mm, build yeah. off. Um, another another key for me, Adafinor Blake, he still does the big numbers. He's <clears> still <throat> super impressive. I just wonder, like, for his career long term, do you see it? Like, so basically, where is he? So he's till 2026. Far out. <sighs> Great for the team. Do you think he stays there for till 2026 if they still struggle? I'll be honest, with you, I didn't think AFB would stay there when they went back to New Zealand. Yeah, okay. I really didn't. I, I thought he'd be, you know, obviously when guys sign these contracts to go to the Warriors, they were they they were going to be living in Australia. Yeah, and for me, I, I thought that was a, a a big chip for a lot of these guys that signed there. Credit to AFB, he stayed loyal, mm. and that's the sort of guy that he is. But if I was, you know, Team AFB, I think I'd be asking. Is this the best place for you? Like, it'd be one thing if he was just a, a good front rower, got through a bunch of work, really good, good enough to win, you know, get in the top four or whatever. But he's a premier front rower. He's, like, up there with Payne Huss sometimes, numbers-wise. His footwork is fucking wild for how big he is. He's such a key to them, it's mental. And I think that regardless of how much of a good front rower you are, you need a good support crew around you as far as front rowers go. And at the moment... I honestly think I'm playing Tohu Harris in the front row with him. And I don't think Especially after losing Lodge. That that Fenua Blake Lodge punch uh, mm. like, was fucking impressive last year. Yep. Super impressive. Um so yeah, obviously need Adam to have a big big uh a big year. I mean he's just got if he was at a glamour club like far out. At the same time, he's can always find an injury for Noah Blake. Never a never big injuries, just a lot of like Nicholas. you know. Yeah, a lot, lot of niggles where he misses a handful of games each season. And, you know, he signed on until 2026. He'd be on a good wicket because when he signed, he was playing some exceptional oh. footy over at Manly. So he'd be on good coin. He's locked in until 26. You know, worst places to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right in regards to, like, just a little <coughs> niggly. So the last – so 2020, he played 15 games. 2021, 15 games. And then 2022, 21 games. So it's like mm. that weird – Oh, he'll just like – 
you can't you can't say he's injury prone. No. Nah. But if he's on big coin, you were hoping twenty plus games each. He'll year just kind of bust a finger, then twinge a hammy, then stub his toe. There's always <laughs> something in there that he always just misses a few games. Yeah. I mean, everyone does. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, for but. sure. Especially in the middle. But you're, you're yeah. right in regards to he's a marquee signing. You wouldn't you wouldn't say it's it's a like a negative, but at the same time, you would hope just just to miss maybe yeah. To tw- if you could average twenty eight games. A year as a front row, I think that's a, a good and, and I was probably thinking more longevity and contract. He's obviously a big boy. Um, I don't know how old he is. He sort of... Well, he's in his... He's, in his, uh, he's 27 right now. 27. So he's in his... Um, he would be in his sixth year of NRL. So, so, yeah, so he's locked in until he's sort of 31. And injury-wise, I was thinking, well, you know, you're only one bad injury away from, you know, an ACL missing a season, mm. coming back as a big boy, trying to yeah. rediscover your form. He's probably pretty bloody happy on that four-year deal, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So... Really important for Adam Fennell Blake to fire. Uh, now, just let's talk about the coach. <sighs> Do the Warriors need to just back this bloke in? Give him like four years or something? Like, as you know, I don't know, I'm sure how long the contract was. But like, I just, if I'm looking outside in the Warriors, I just think they need stability at the moment. Like, unless he is absolutely shocking and whatever, but they haven't played finals footy for how long? It's been a while. And so it's like, obviously, it can get worse. You can win a wooden spoon. And I don't think they actually ever, ever won a wooden spoon, have they? They're one of the rare clubs that haven't. I don't think they have, no. Um, unless, like, it's that dire, I almost think give this bloke time to lay a platform. You know, if it's, good, if it's a struggle for the next couple of years where you finish, you know, 13th, 14th, give him a few years, I reckon. So they, since they made the grand final in 11, they've made the finals once in 2018 where they came 8th. Um, and Andrew Webster's signed for three years. Three years. But just get around him. You know what I mean? Get fully behind him. Like, I don't want to... Not I don't want to, but in my opinion, I don't want to hear about anything higher up than the coach. I just want to hear the coach making all the calls, all the decisions. I, I, just, I always feel like with coaches, like, you got to live by the sword, die by the sword. If you start... If you sign a coach and you start, you know putting in your input and saying, do this, do that, because you're worried about their inexperienced, then it's like, how do we get better as an organisation when we can't identify who was responsible for certain decisions when it's a muddy field? And that's why, like, and it's very easy to say now because they're they're successful, but, like, guys like Bellyache, Bennett, Robinson, even Des Hasler, I know, obviously, he just got fired, but... These guys, when they come to clubs, they almost demand, like, if I'm coming, it's my way or the highway. You've got to get back you back me 100%. And I just think with Webster, I hope the Warriors do do that. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's what has me worried because it, was, it wasn't that long ago they offered Todd Payton a contract. Mm. He turned it down. He, he went to North Queensland and, you know, we've all seen how that plays out and hopefully how it does continue to play out. But... To be honest with you, mate, I don't even care who the coach is. Just give someone some time because mm. this isn't working. Yeah. What they've been doing for the last almost their existence, it ain't working. Mm. It shows you how good Ivan Cleary is as a coach. Like, and, and Ivan Cleary, in my opinion, has improved dramatically since his return back to Penrith as the way he handles media. Even the conspiracy <laughs> that me and Guru had that he, he had that Wayne spat intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, think about how well Ivan Cleary handles media now. Yep. We, we, like, we should be... There should be constant articles about him being the next great, greatest ever coach. Like, all of this kind of stuff. You never even hear about the bloke. 
Like no one ever sits there. When we talk about, oh, who's the best coach in the NRL? It's always like Bennett, Robinson, you know, Desi to some people. Ivan Cleary has been in three grand finals and barely lost a game in fucking three years. You don't hear nothing about it. Like he, he's improved so much. But it also, it shows you that those early raps that a lot of people had on Ivan Cleary were warranted because he was the only one able to get, you know, and this is coming from a bloke that, you know, I got dropped by the bloke. So it's not like I'm biased. Like he didn't rate me as a, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't rate me as a first grader. Which he is, switched on. Yeah, he switched <laughs> on. He knew what he was fucking talking about. He knew what he was talking about. Um, anyway, so yeah, with the Warriors, I think they've just got to back, back a system. Yeah. Look, put it this way. Like I think it's very easy to say, oh, just, just replicate the Panther system. Let's go, let's go a little bit down. Replicate the yields, what they did. Because like they were literally the spoon team. They'd won spoon like twice in a few years or whatever, and they crawled their way out of it. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and I think this is where for the Warriors, if you just back a coach in, I mean, I, I imagine, and you, you talk more about it, if you're a player and you're looking at your options, to me, going to the team that has a new coach every two years, it couldn't oh, be anything yeah. less fucking appealing. Yeah, because again, a lot of careers are defined by uh, if a coach likes you or not. Mm. So you may, you may have a coach. I mean, it even happened in mine. Not like you as a person, but so like Ivan Henjak, when he was at the Broncos, he really liked me as a player. He liked what I offered because I would, whatever he told me to do, I would do it. But then he got sacked. Anthony Griffin came in and he liked me as a bloke, but he, ha- he was the under-20s coach. So he has players that he trusts that he's bringing through. And so there's plenty of times you can ask any player where a new coach will come in and for whatever reason, he doesn't, your style of play doesn't suit the way he wants to play. He might like bigger wingers. He might like whatever it is. Um, and so you're right. Like it's not appealing to I be... Mean, it goes the other way too. If you're a coach that you know you're at a club that is sacking someone every two years, yeah. you're not thinking about setting the team up for five years. You're mm. thinking about keeping your job for the next five weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so when you're making these short-term decisions, that's why football managers are so important. Like some people say, I don't get like uh, general football managers. It's like, no, because... You have to have some person in a position that is thinking long term. It's uh, it's almost like you know some people think the democratic process doesn't work, Guru, because <laughs> all they're doing is trying to get re-elected. They're not they're not putting policies in place for the next twenty years for us. They're just doing shit to get the votes right now. No, Same this with is the why I get up on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's an argument to be said that it's just got to be changed, Guru. You know, maybe we need to lock in for longer. But then if we lock in for longer, they'll be turned into dictators. So we don't know what to do. Can't win them all, Kempi. That's why the country's falling apart, mate. Everything's falling apart. I smell a new podcast opportunity here. <laughs> Talking politics uh, with Kempi. <laughs> yeah, politics with the beak. Look, I don't know. And, and I, what I do is I just use uh, footy examples to explain <laughs> yeah. situations. So this would be like the Tigers coming back from a <laughs> coming ninth and ten, you know. Um, Dumb it down for the rest of yeah, us. For the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That actually would be pretty funny if you like literally just explain politics in footy analogies. Um, okay, yeah. So Warriors, I, I don't see them making the eight, unfortunately, this year. Yeah, nor do I. I, I think they're a team that could finish in a very Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
similar spot. Well, and, and you, again, you look at those key positions. Like, I hope they all play really well, but there's a, there's a world where they, they all don't hit good form. Mm. Yeah. Um, and look, there's also a world where if Sean Johnson gets back to his best, mm. they've got a decent pack. They have got some exciting young outside backs and everything like there's a footy side in there somewhere. I just think they need a lot of things to go Put their this way, way to be if, successful. If John Johnson fires, I can see them being one of those rogue teams that is fighting for eight. Yeah. Like similar to the Dragons last year where they were just this like rogue side that like you'd look at the ladder and you'd be like, the Dragons are eighth place. What the fuck? Like, they're going really well for you know whatever their roster was at the start of the year. So I do think the Warriors could fight at the edges of the eight, but I think that's the, the best they can go. But... If they go even better, guys, leave in the comments section when they do it. Say, fuck you, Kempi, you got it wrong. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, you know what? You're right. I got it wrong. Um, now, uh, Timmy? What, what? Yeah, similar to you, boys. I, I've got him, unfortunately, pegged bottom four, but mm. you touched on most of it. Sean Johnson, once again, is the key to this side. If he fires it and puts together a bit of a vintage year, or doesn't even have to be a vintage year, just gets him around well, mm. I think he's still got enough points in him, like creative footy in him. They could push for that, yeah, ninth to twelfth spot. Yeah, but yeah. I just, yeah, I think they're probably twelve months away from where they need to be for sure. And it's a rookie coach, guys. Like, yeah, you got to remember a rookie coach is coming in here. It's hard for me to peg him down as well because I think more than any other team, if you get one injury anywhere, there's just a huge domino effect. More than pretty much any other team. For example, like if say the fullback goes down, then to, you know tomorrow I might I might have to go to fullback, and then someone else goes in there or. You know, a centre goes down, maybe near core has to go in there, current has to go to yep. 12, someone has to... Like, anything could happen, um, which is makes it so hard to predict. Also, they're going home for the first time. Like, maybe I've got that bias of thinking they'll get up for those home games. Um, that gives me a little bit of hope for them. But, yeah, ultimately, I, I don't have them making the top eight. And they, they just feel like a side that you could get to the end of the year and they could have had nine different spine combinations. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much depth there, it's not even funny. They could have another nine centre combos as well. Good luck to the coach. We, we tried to put together the best, best 17. 17. Fuck me. Yeah, tough. I had about 13 different options. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.